welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today, you guys, today, we are returning to American Horror Stories, one of my favorites, y'all. Yes, season 12, although they don't tell you the seasons, season 12, episode 1, titled, Multiply Thy Pain. Y'all, they have deemed this one the delicate season, okay? So... Y'all know they always give the, the seasons things, okay? So, we're going to get right into the synopsis and then the episode. Y'all, I hope everybody's day, week is going well. We are now at Friday, so it's payday, okay, for some of us. And then for the rest of us, it is just heading into the weekend. So, whatever you guys decide to do this weekend, please stay safe. But have fun because you deserve it, okay? Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. You deserve it. So, <sighs> I'm ready, y'all. <laughs> the synopsis for this one is, After multiple failed attempts of IVF, actress Anna Victoria Alcott, Anna, wants nothing more than to start a family. As the buzz around her recent film grows, she fears that something may be targeting her and her pursuit of motherhood it seems like it's gonna be real good y'all and let me just say i love their introductions they are definitely out of the box all the time so i'm super excited about the season hopefully um it does well i really like last season um and i'm glad that they're addressing ivf because we know that you know um it's not i'm pretty sure it's on the rise or maybe it's now just more acknowledged um, about women having infertility issues. So I'm glad that that is the theme that they are circling this season. All right. So without further ado, we're going to get into the episode. So before we actually start the episode, they end up giving us this quote from the Bible, Genesis 3.16, which says, Unto the woman, he said, I will multiply thy pain and thy conception. In pain thou shalt bring forth children. Now I'm pretty sure we're going to hear that at least one or two more times as the season progresses. But this particular episode starts off with Anna. She is in the bed. And y'all, Anna is being played by Emma Roberts. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that she is back, y'all. So we start the episode off with Anna. She is in the bed and she is sleeping. She feels a hand come around, okay? Kind of like uh, your significant other coming to spoon you, so to speak. So she feels this hand and she grabs this hand. But then something happens. It doesn't feel like her man's hand. So she hurries up and turns around. And y'all, it's somebody dressed in this all black figure, right? So... The figure starts to dash towards the door. She gives chase, and she runs down the hall, but whoever this mysterious figure is in all black disappears. So she runs back to her apartment. She ends up calling 911 after she locks her apartment door. Of course, they're asking her all of these questions, you know, that they're supposed to ask. And she's more concerned about this person coming back because it doesn't seem like they're going to do anything to make sure that she's going to be safe. So, when she gets off the phone with the operator, she looks down, or maybe she's on the phone, she looks down and she notices that there's this trail of blood. And then we see that there's blood on her hands. 
and she starts to scream for dear life y'all i wonder what is happening maybe she's already pregnant i'm not sure but this is gonna be a wild ride and i'm excited to get into it so it's the next morning and anna is getting ready for her appointment with the ivf doctor when she gets a phone call from dex and dex is asking her where she is because apparently she's running late her appointment was supposed to be at eight but she swears up and down that she checked her appointment time multiple times and she was supposed to be there at nine o'clock well he says that they were supposed to be there an hour early just to run through everything that way by the time nine o'clock came around they'd be ready to rock and roll but we don't know if she's going to be able to make it in time so he tells her to hurry up and get there as soon as she can so she hurries up and gets dressed she comes out of her apartment complex she ends up seeing um a bulletin board for her or what they call them y'all anyway it's she's in times she's in new york so she's they've got this big old poster of her on i know that's not the right word y'all but they got this big old poster of her um on one of the sides of the buildings and she ends up taking a picture of it apparently she has been in a recent movie right so as she gets done taking this picture she notices that there's this lady that's dressed in black but she's got these red boots um and y'all know recently that those red boots that she has on have been tied to like some demonic stuff um i think recently within the last year or so you know that they were saying that they, they were the devil boots but either way she's got these red boots on and she happens to be looking down at something so once the lady disappears she's very mysterious but when she disappears anna goes over to see what she was looking at and it's a nest uh with i'm not sure if it's a baby bird in there but either way it looks dead okay so she was like mm, that's weird so she hurries up and she gets to her appointment she made it right in time thank goodness and so you know they're prepping her and they're asking her all of the usual questions turns out this is her third time around with ivf she's had it two previous times and both of them have failed um and her husband dex or her boyfriend dex it feels like this is definitely going to be the time that it succeeds so she ends up asking him you know does he still love her despite her being broken and he he, he reassures her that she's not broken okay apparently you know 30 percent of couples suffer from infertility issues okay there's nothing wrong with you this is growing more normal you know so don't feel bad about what you're having to go through so they prep her and they give her the twilight i guess the twilight medicine or whatever to make her feel kind of woozy she may doze off to sleeping and if not she's still gonna be feeling pretty good so either way um, she starts to go in and out, and then the last thing she sees is this creepy-ass <laughs> silhouette of a guy that's going to get ready to give her some drugs. So she wakes up from her procedure, and she is greeted by Dr. Hill and Dex. Y'all, I didn't realize that Dex was, um, I think that's the guy from The Resident, right? That was the cutie patootie um, that was the main character from The Resident. Y'all, he is fine, okay? um so anyway she's greeted by dr hill and dex now doc dr hill is one of the regulars one of the regular characters that we've seen throughout the american horror story anthology so y'all know him from other seasons okay he usually plays a creepy role 
and it seems like this role is no exception <laughs> so anyway he ends up telling her that he was able to retrieve nine eggs and that um three i guess he's going to be able to transfer those in the next couple of days he's very optimistic about it and i think he said that he'll be able to try to transfer three embryos so when he's telling her that he's super optimistic about their chances this go around he's actually talking to dex instead of her and when he says that he says our so i'm like are dex and dr hill in cahoots with something i don't know but it's all weird right anna seems to pick up on it too and he just blows it off okay dex blows it off so then they're transferring her out and she's in a wheelchair and she's asking the nurse is it common to feel this much uncomfortableness this much pain and she says that yes it is normal to experience some cramping and she was like no it's not that it's a different type of pain that she's experiencing however she doesn't get to explain what it is because they're giving her her discharge instructions so she's got her bottle of prenatal meds and then she's got the progesterone suppositories that she's supposed to take every night okay but be careful because these are supposed to be refrigerated as soon as possible so they have to stay in the fridge and it seems like it's only like a handful so i guess she's gonna come back and um you know either get a refill on them or uh this is gonna be enough that she needs until it's time for the transfer so as she's sitting there waiting on Dex because he said that he went to go call for an Uber, she notices that this lady has a magazine and her face is on the front of the cover. So she's feeling a little self-conscious probably about her being in this fertility clinic and everybody recognizing who she is finally. So as she's feeling this uncomfortableness, this uneasiness, she looks back at the lady and now the lady is looking at her along with other women in the clinic and so instead of her sitting there waiting on Dex, she decides to get up and walk outside so when she does she happens to see that same lady that she saw earlier in the red boots and y'all i just want to paint a picture of this lady just in case y'all don't watch the show so it's this mysterious lady she's in all black and she has on black like aviator glasses with like the red rim around it and she's got on red gloves and these bright ass red boots okay that's the picture and she's got on like this black uh, she's got black wavy hair okay so anna notices that this lady is like staring at her and then once anna looks at her she turns and goes around the corner so then Dex pops up and she lets him know that, hey, that was the same lady that I saw earlier in the day. And he was like, girl, okay, she probably a stalker, okay, because you about to blow up. So they go to have lunch and they're talking about, um, you know, just all things baby. Uh, they play this game where they basically map out their baby's life. And again, he reiterates how he can feel that this is going to be perfect this whole procedure she ends up asking him what if it doesn't work this time it is it's going to work out don't be negative okay it seems like because Anna has been disappointed so much in the past that she doesn't feel like this time is going to be any different so hopefully things as hopefully things will turn out in her favor but as we know this wouldn't be american horror story if it did so anyway 
they play this game where they map out their baby's lives they go through uh different options for baby names where the school where the baby's going to go to preschool and then public school and then you know high school all of that right so again as he's encouraging her that yes this is going to be better than the last time he kisses on her and loves on her oh, so sweet and supportive so before we move on, I forgot to mention that when she was leaving the fertility clinic, she ended up running into this elderly lady that, y'all, she is super spooky, okay? I don't know what's happening, but she ends up bumping into her, and she says that she recognizes Anna. And so she was like, oh, thank you for watching. No, girl, that ain't where she recognized you from. Not from no movie, not from no film, none of that. So she knows something that we don't, but either way, she ends up telling Anna that she's her. This weirds Anna out as the receptionist is telling her, Mrs. Presser, you know you're not supposed to be in here. Get out of here. And this weirds Anna out. And so she was like, I got to go find my husband. So that's when she walks out. Okay, so now we fast forward to later on that night. Anna is getting ready to take her progesterone pill. Well, not take it, but insert it, right? So she inserts it. And then she goes to wash her hands. And y'all know sometimes how, like, we see, like, split ends or something like that. So she must have seen something of that nature. She starts pulling on this one particular hair strand. And y'all, that hair strand keep going and going and going. Do you hear me? And so as she's pulling this hair strand, the lights are flickering. So something weird is definitely happening, okay? So it's the next day. She goes to meet with Saban, who happens to be played by Kim Kardashian. And Saban is her new publicist slash bestie. So Saban is trying to work out another deal for her. And then she also mentions how she recently submitted Anna's profile for like the Times 100 or something like that. So she's waiting to hear back from that as well. And then she gives her a doll to sign. Okay, some client wanted her to sign the doll. And Anna is just surprised that, you know, her career has gone this way, okay? Um, this doll apparently is uh, from an old role that she played, and Saban gives her some weird instructions to sign the doll's stomach. And so although it's kind of creepy, she obliges, and Saban also gives her the great news that Andy Cohen reached out to her and she wants to have uh he wants to interview Anna by herself with no other Bravo levity and super exciting news the only thing is that he wants to interview her the same day that she's supposed to be getting her embryo transfer so there's definitely a scheduling conflict right so instead of her turning this opportunity down because this is a once in a lifetime type of situation she decides to go ahead with this interview and postpone her transfer so later on as they're walking to i guess go get lunch or just sit down and kind of relax over drinks or water <laughs> she tells saban about her ivf uh journey that she's on currently and Saban is congratulating her because she also gave her the news about the embryos and the prospects. And so she's like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. You got the top 
IVF doctor telling you that the chances for this prospect are great and some kind of way you still try to think negative about it because she ends up asking Savon what if it doesn't go as planned and she was like girl you have the tendency to turn dreams into nightmares okay it's the ultimate pessimist right so she talks about that and how um she's come from like this uh celebrity that's been on cw she did this indie film and this indie film ended up popping off despite them thinking that it was going to be like a straight to walmart band type of situation so i mean her luck seems to be turning around okay so don't think so negative and so then she thanks her for being a really good friend and um she says you know eventually we would have met if uh i hadn't have let dd go to acquire you as my publicist and she was like, girl, please, okay, thank goodness that you did, because that stuff that you were posting online, <laughs> oh, Lord. Anna and Dex are at the park walking their dog, and she's asking him, why it's taking so long to hear back from the doctor? And so Dex tries to reassure her that the doctor said that it was going to take a few days, all right, just chill. Well, what if all of our embryos died and he's just trying to figure out a way to tell us the bad news girl stop being so pessimistic okay everything is going to be fine we'll hear back from him soon enough so they go sit down and she's just kind of all upset about the fact that it's so hard for her to conceive at this point when when she was younger of course you know it seems like maybe she might have been fertile myrtle okay so y'all know y'all know how it is as a woman we always had the thought or the talk from our parents like oh don't get pregnant you know graduate high school graduate college do, you know do this before you settle down and have kids don't get pregnant don't get pregnant don't get pregnant before it's time but then when you're ready now your body is like girl no okay so She's just frustrated over how long it's taken to successfully have a baby. And again, he tries to reassure her, but he says that everybody struggles with something, okay? It's really hard for everybody. And so she brings up the accident that took Anna, uh, not Anna, his ex, Adeline, away from him. And so he says, you know, I don't have a problem talking about it. Well, apparently he does because every time the conversation gets gets brought up he clams up so he says you know Adeline was the love of my life that is before I met you of course he had to ease that in right to make her feel better but Adeline was the love of my life and the way that she died it was very tragic and so that that's hard for anybody to ever get over nobody can get over that so she goes to sit down and it's a spider in her hair, y'all. <laughs> he pulls it out and says that, you know, this could have happened while they were walking the dog. She then ends up asking him, um, did him and Adeline ever try for kids? And so he says, no. Well, why not? It just wasn't in the cards for them. So he says, right? So they make it back home and the progesterone suppositories 
are sitting out on the counter now remember these are supposed to be refrigerating so he asked her why they're sitting out and she was like i put those back last night well if you did they wouldn't be sitting on the counter so then she asked the yvette who i'm gonna assume is their maid did she come by and he says no she comes by every other friday i mean i know that but maybe she came in and pulled them out who knows but i didn't do it now things are getting even weirder okay so then he ends up asking her does she still want to go to dinner with their friends theo and talia because if not you know it, it's nothing for him to cancel so she says no she's gonna go and then they agree to meet there because he's got to go check on the gallery now i'm not sure if he's an art curator or an artist or what's happening there but it seems like he's somewhere in that room okay so as she's walking to dinner she's walking through this dark ass sketchy ass alley right and as she's walking she's on her phone but she starts to hear footsteps behind her and then they quicken like they're running right up on her so she turns around and nobody's there so then she hurries up and she gets her ass into the restaurant <laughs> so talia and theo they are a couple and apparently talia may be hitting the sauce a little too hard okay she already lit so she pour she pours in a glass of wine and anna re politely refuses it but she pours it anyway and so they toast to anna's recent success and then she also mentions how dax and uh their show is going to be a huge success as well what show okay she wasn't in on this information and so he tells her that the artist that he flew to berlin to see well apparently talia didn't respond to the artist as well as he did but despite her reservations she let dex do his thing and now because of this artist their their show is almost completely sold out before opening night which is fantastic news right and so then talia goes on to say that adeline who is his ex would have been so proud of him i mean it seems like she's here in the room with this okay wouldn't wouldn't you agree and so when she starts mentioning Adeline, of course, Dex is trying to cut her off because it's making Anna feel uncomfortable to the point where Anna gets up and excuses herself to go to the restroom. So when she goes to the restroom, she calls Saban and she's asking Saban, does she think that Dex is still in love, is in love with Adeline? And so she was like, honey, she's dead. Okay, how can he be in love with the ghost still? So... She says that she's not sure, but she feels like it's the hormones getting to her. You know, she's sorry, and she's really concerned that her eggs are so old and dusty that this baby's going to turn out to be born as a spider. And in my head, I'm thinking, damn, a spider? That's weird, okay? You could have said uh, Methuselah or, you know, something. Uh, Bob Barker, rest his soul. You know, somebody old as hell, right? But not a spider. But anyway, Saban reassures her that however this baby turns out she's gonna be with her every step of the way to love on that baby so just as she's getting off the phone with saban talia comes in and apologizes for being rude and crude to her and um she says that she just misses her talia and adeline were besties and she says honestly like if you would have met adeline y'all probably would have been really good friends as well so 
Anna compliments her on the lipstick that she's reapplying and she ends up giving it to Anna because Anna says that she's never worn red because it's just not her color. Well, I mean, everybody has a shade of red that they could wear, I'm sure. It's just a matter of finding the right the right shade, right? So she gives her the lipstick and tells her to try it out one day. Maybe she'll like it. So just then, as they're getting ready to walk out, y'all, Anna hears some movement in one of the stalls. So she turns around and looks at the bottom and we see these bedazzled heels, okay? And they creep back like out of sight. So we know that somebody is there for sure, but we're not sure who it is. And Talia redirects her attention and asks her, is she coming with her? Y'all, something weird and sketchy is going on. I don't know what's happening, but somebody is definitely following Anna. I also forgot to tell y'all that while her and Talia were in the restroom together, after she apologized, she had mentioned that they wanted to scoot tables or swap tables because apparently there was a kid at a table that was close to them that was talking about how much they hated the menu. And she was like, honestly, I don't see why people bring their kids to restaurants like these. And I mean, honestly, who would want to have kids anyway? The fact that you, you know, couldn't make choices when you were a kid just for you to get grown and then have to take on the burden in some people's eyes to have kids and then be responsible for somebody else's upbringing, okay? They, <laughs> to her, um, you know, they increase the global warming. It's just a negative for her to have kids, right? So dinner goes off, I guess, without a hitch after that. Once they get home, uh, Dex is falling asleep and Anna is kind of like web surfing. She gets on the internet and she's on social media. She decides to look up Adeline's, um, I guess like Wikipedia maybe or her history and it pulls up all of these different articles about the accident and then there's kind of like some subreddits going on where somebody's basically like trashing Anna. It's like Annihilate Anna or Anna Annihilate or something like that. So she reads all these nasty comments that people are saying about her, how Adeline was so much prettier than her, this, that, and the third. So then as um she's getting ready to, uh, I guess, go to sleep, she looks at her calendar one more time about the embryo transfer. And literally, as she's looking at it, the time changes on there. And she did not do it, y'all. So somebody has hacked into her phone and changed the time for her embryo transfer as if she shouldn't be doing it okay so she ends up calling the doctor the next morning after she actually wrote it down um after they agreed upon the time and so he almost wouldn't let her do an alternate time but she begged him and so he was like okay you know it's fine um so this is the second time that she she's moved the date. The first time she moved it was when um, she had accepted the interview with Andy Cohen. And so she called him and he was obviously disturbed by it a little bit or, you know, kind of like mm, frazzled. That's a better word. And so he was like, well, it's your choice. And in my head, I'm thinking, wow, what a play on words, right? Considering the type of environment that we're in now where our rights have been taken away. I won't go down that rabbit hole, but the play on words. Okay. So anyway, that was the first time she moved it. So then after they agreed upon this new time, it's time for her to do her interview. 
with Andy Cohen. So she told Siobhan everything that happened with the time changing on it. And she gives the example of how somebody broke into Courtney Cox's house three times and stole her lingerie. It's kind of like if you're a woman in the spotlight, they expect certain things like this to happen and there's no type of consequences for these people, these deranged people that do all of these crazy things, right? Because you're a woman in the spotlight, you're just supposed to sit back and take it like it's not supposed to be wrong, okay? So she asked her how she's feeling and Anna looks like she's about to break down in tears, y'all. But she puts on a brave face and... She's getting ready to go on stage, and then she has a flashback of the uh, nest egg and the bird that was in it. I think that was a dead bird, y'all. But then she gets her head in the game, and she goes on to do the interview. She's making good jokes. Her and Andy are, you know, going back and forth um, with the banter. It's really cute. And then all of a sudden, she sees the um the lady that she saw in the clinic that weirded her out she sees her in the audience okay so her face gets almost as white as a ghost and he ends up asking her is she okay and then we don't see how the rest of the interview plays out siobhan ends up telling her that she has more personality than hillary swank on a good day <laughs> and that everything will be fine and then she also goes on to to tell her that they got a maybe um, for her profile being one of the ones selected for the Times 100. So that's always a plus, right? So Saban is still trying to get her back in a positive mood. And y'all, Anna looks over in the corner. And in the corner, she sees that damn doll. Y'all, this is like dolls on the shelf from hell. <laughs> she cannot get away from this doll. This is the second doll that has popped up in this episode. One was in her purse. And now... It's on the desk. And so she was like, where does dog come from? So Bob waves it off and, uh, you know, points towards Andy's direction like, oh, he played too much. He always joking. And she was like, but this dog has continued. Well, that's why you have eBay, girl. Okay, I guess. But it's creepy. This damn dog keeps showing up. So she ends up throwing it in the trash. So she ends up trying to get to her house. She's in the car, and she gets on the social media page, Annihilate Anna. And, of course, now they're still saying negative things about her. The most recent posting has her in the fertility clinic, and she believes that this is the same picture uh, that is courtesy of Mrs. Presser, that weird lady that she ran into at the fertility clinic, right? So then she gets home. And she's walking down the hallway, and she keeps hearing all of these noises. She calls for Dex, but Dex is not answering because Dex is not there. And so then she gets to the fridge because that's where she put the new appointment time for 10 o'clock on Friday. And she looks in the fridge to make sure that the suppositories are still there. They are. However, when she closes the refrigerator door, she realizes that the appointment time that she wrote down has now been tore up. It's still on there, but it's tore. And so this freaks her out. She's still hearing all these weird noises, so she decides to give Dex a call. So she calls Dex, and she's like, where the F are you? Well, it turns out he's at his opening. Remember, they talked about it, and apparently they had agreed that it would be too much for her to do the interview, come to his opening, 
and then try to do the transfer in the morning. It would have been too much on her in all realms. So I guess they had decided to stay home where she doesn't remember it. So she was like, okay, that's okay. I'm coming. So she gets there and she gets out. And of course, the paparazzi is there flashing for everybody that's coming, right? So she turns to give a good smile to the paparazzi. And in the crowd is the lady in all black with the red accents. Okay. She wears her sunglasses at night, apparently. So Anna's weirded out by that, but she decides to go in. So when she goes in, she's looking around and one of the display, uh, I guess portraits is in all red with like black outlines for like characters. And this mural is of a baby and uh, its mom. Okay. It's real creepy. It's all red and black, like I said. And so then we hear a lady say that she actually used her menstrual blood to do this painting. So when Anna turns around, she she's faced with this lady that kind of puts you in the mind of Adeline, his ex-wife or his, his deceased wife. But y'all, she's got this bad wig on. Y'all know how Sia be wearing them wigs? She's got a wig like that, y'all. It's weird. You can tell it's a wig. That I hope that it's not her hair because it looks awful. So she says that, you know, she used her own blood for that. Of course, that's kind of off-putting. <laughs> and so then she compliments Anna on her lip because Anna had put on the red lipstick that Talia had gave her. So she's like, oh, your lip looks nice. You never wear red. And so Anna is looking at her like, girl, how you know? Apparently, she is a big fan of Anna's and her husband's. So this weirds her out because Anna looks at down at Sonya's shoes. And y'all, why do Sonya got on them same pumps that she saw at the restaurant the other night? Now, maybe it's a coincidence. Or maybe, just maybe, Sonya is a damn stalker. So just as she's peeping Sonya's shoes, she gets a tap on the shoulder from Dex that scares the bejesus out of her. So much so that she screams, y'all. And so he was like, hey, so can we can we go outside? And she was like, no, I'm good here. And so he ends up telling her that this is his night, okay? You can't come in here acting like it. So when she tries to, you know, give him an explanation, he shushes her, y'all. Don't be shushing me okay so it's the next morning oh i forgot to tell y'all the reason why she was so anxious to go also is because when she started hearing those noises at the house she went to go check the fridge to make sure her suppositories were there they're still there however when she closed the refrigerator door she, the 10 o'clock appointment that she had wrote on a sticky note and put it there so she could remember y'all the sticky note is tore in half as if somebody does not want her to go to this appointment. Mm, okay. So, it's the next day. After he done shushed her, we don't see what happens from that. So, it's the next day, and they're getting ready to do the transfer. And Dr. Hill comes in, and he's got this photo of the embryo, right? So, he tells her to spread her legs. And y'all, this whole scene setup is giving me Handmaid's Tale vibes because everybody's in red. They got these masks on. They got these, uh, you know, the little hair hair coverings on. It's weird, y'all. I don't like it. It gives me the creeps. So he ends up giving her the medicine. She starts going in and out. 
apparently it was a success um because she wakes up the next day or maybe later on that day and she's in her own bed okay dex wakes her up asks her does she need anything and then he says that he placed the picture of the embryo right next to a picture of her mom so now both of them are watching over her i, I guess y'all dex i don't know <laughs> i don't know so anyway he says that she smiles and then she goes back to sleep well when she wakes up i forgot to tell y'all all of that took place a week prior to the opening scene from this episode so when she goes back to sleep she wakes up and she's in the gown that she was in when the episode first came on so she's awoken by that black mysterious figure that is broken into her house so again she gives chase and then we cut to where she's screaming um after she gets off the phone i'm assuming she looks down at her phone one more time after she picks up um the lipstick bow okay so i'm not sure if all of this red stuff that we're seeing on her floor and on her i'm not sure if it's blood or if it's just lipstick all right so she picks up her phone and it gives her a notification that a new appointment has been set well where it says the new appointment in the comments it says look at your mirror so when she goes to look at the mirror y'all her mirror said don't do it anna <laughs> and also when she was getting the transference while the transfer was happening she saw mrs presser and I'm pretty sure she's hallucinating at this point. Or maybe it's a really bad omen. But Mrs. Presser was there. And she had on like this weird um, horned-headed costume. And she had sewn Anna's lips shut. Or sewn them shut. Yeah. And then she put her mouth down there like she was trying to like rip the stitches open. It was weird, y'all. So Hannah is going in and out. I don't know if it's the mess making her loopy like this. I don't know if it's bad omens that are really happening. I don't know if this is her subconscious telling her, hey, girl, you shouldn't do this, okay? But that's the way the episode ends, y'all. <laughs> this is definitely going to be a good season. I hope I hope it doesn't get, like, too wacky to where it's just, like, absolutely ridiculous, um, but I usually love their show. Okay. Let me know what you think. You can reach me at me and you TV reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV reviews podcast without the S on the end. I love y'all. It's the weekend. Please stay safe out there. Whatever you decide to do. Okay. Until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.